Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. So that's it? This is the team? This is it? I mean, I'm not complaining necessarily, but, you know, we're a week out from training camp, and the Steelers have been crazy quiet for the past month or so. Good morning to you. Good Monday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. This is Daily Shot of Steelers. Comes your way bright and early every weekday if you're into hockey and or baseball. I also offer Daily Shots of Penguins and Pirates where you found this. And yes, look, I'm aware and talk about it a lot that the NFL basically shuts down for the better part of the month of July leading into all 32 camps. But as we get closer to that first practice at Chuck Knoll Field, it starts to feel more real that this roster is the one they're going to take into camp, into the preseason, and maybe into the regular season, pending, of course, all the cuts that they have to make. And I got to tell you, for as much as I like a lot of the moves that have been made over the summer months, I'm still feeling like this is an incomplete project, you know? For one, there's a lot of money still sitting there. Cap space, of course. According to Track, the Steelers are at around $13.8 million. Now, that's not quite what it sounds like, at least not if Omar Khan follows the long-established Kevin Colbert policy. It was self-mandated policy that he needed to enter every season with $5 million in space just sitting there in case something happened, in case a player needed to be replaced, like a significant player. And that's always made sense, and I hope Khan continues it. But even then, you'd be talking about $8 million in space with no real restructuring having gone on yet. Think about that, too. This is the time of year where players are constantly being asked to restructure their deals to create more cap space, and none of that's happened yet. Not one. So there could theoretically be even more. And that with camp coming right up and with expectations, at least outside expectations for the team, still seeming low has created a feel for me that there's something else that could still be done or more than one something else that could still be done that would push this team to a level where it'd feel more plausible that they'll be able to compete within the AFC North. I'm not there yet, and I feel like I could be there. Do you know what I'm saying here? I mean, take this, please, from someone who's openly laughing at the existing over-under of 7.5 wins that the Vegas oddsmakers are taking bets on, and from someone who believes that the greatest impediment 
toward the Steelers exceeding that figure and contending, legitimately contending for an AFC playoff berth is their offensive coordinator. So I'm not exactly down on the roster. I believe the offense and defense both have a viable path toward being better than they were last year. But don't tell me with $8 million or so still sitting there, free to spend, that they can't do a little bit better. The question is, where? This portion of Daily Shot of Steelers is brought to you by Point Park University. Choose from nearly 100 career-focused programs leading to bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees. Choose when and how you'd prefer to do that studying, whether it's at Point Park's gorgeous downtown Pittsburgh campus, whether it's online, maybe a flexible hybrid format would work best for you. Find out more about all of this at pointpark.edu. Now, the obvious answer to where could the Steelers use help is everywhere. It's the same true of every team everywhere in every sport. But if I had to narrow it down to three places where I think there could really be an impact, that it'd be one of those, well, in this case, three of those areas where you could just say, hey, this team is now there. This team is now to be taken seriously, not just by people on the inside, not just by people like you and me who are a little closer to them, but by people everywhere, and way more important than any of that, by their opponents and in the standings. I'll start with outside linebacker. No, of course not at the starting positions. But why couldn't slash wouldn't you try to get yourself significant pass rushing depth? It is the one great eraser of all other problems that you might have on that side of the football. If you can generate a consistent, vicious, productive, takeaway level pass rush. Remember how you felt, for example, late in the summer, last summer? When the Steelers picked up Melvin Ingram, never mind what happened after that. Never mind, you know, him asking for a trade and thinking that he was better than Alex Highsmith and whatever else he wasn't. And he ended up proving that when he went to the Chiefs for the sixth rounder. Big deal. I'm just referring to how you felt when he was acquired like that. You know, Jernard Avery is here. Derek Tuska is here. Neither of those is going to have that impact. Not in feel not in football. Do better. Do better. That's so, so important to this defense, regardless of who's the coordinator. Backup running back, something I've talked about a lot. I don't trust Benny Snell. I don't trust Anthony McFarland. And, you know, you can't just hold your breath that Najee Harris never gets hurt if he gets 100 touches a game, which it, he just might based on some of the stuff that we've seen, definitely not what we've heard. What we've heard from the Steelers is that he's actually going to have his touches reduced. I'll believe that when I see it. Get another running back. Get a real running back, a good one, a tough one, somebody who has a different style than Najee's. You know, you can mix it up a little bit. I'm going to throw in one more, too, and it's it's one that I've never put forth here, although I've given it some thought in the recent past, and that's another offensive lineman. And don't 
turn your nose up at that just because they already spent a ton of money on James Daniels, Mason Cole, and keeping Chooks Okorafor. The fact of the matter is that however much we think of the promise of Dan Moore at left tackle, we don't know. However much we think that it's logical that one of Kevin Dotson or Kendrick Green is going to win the left guard battle and have really earned it, we don't know. Who are their backups currently? Well, it's either going to be Dotson or Green at left guard, obviously, whoever loses the battle. And behind Moore, you're probably talking about Joe Haig and guys of that ilk. So you basically load it up on the right side of your offensive line, and you've said with the left side, well, let's just see how it goes with two-fifths of what probably was the NFL's worst overall unit last year. You see what I'm saying here? There's still more oomph to be had here, and there's still $8 million or so dollars in cap space sitting there to address it. It's not going to be now. It's not going to be, I don't think, during camp. But once preseason games get going, once cuts get executed, once players that you like uh, start becoming available or depth charts start working out in a certain way that other teams are more open to trades, you can get the players that you want. Don't stop here is all I'm saying. When we come back, J1Q. for just one question and that's brought to you always on this program by the personal injury law firm of Luxembourg, Garbin, Kelly and George, LGKG they represent people who are hurt in car accidents who need assistance with workers comp and medical malpractice claims the attorneys at LGKG have been designated super lawyers capital S, capital L for the past 15 years and yes that is a real thing, the super lawyer designation is reserved for the top 5% of all attorneys in Pennsylvania. Learn more about them at lgkg.com or by calling 888-842-5454. And today's J1Q comes from Dina who asks, outside of quarterback, which individual position will be under the microscope the most at training camp? You know, you'd think that I'd be equipped for a really, really quick response to that. Like, oh, it's absolutely this or it's absolutely that. Not going to be honest with you. I've got to think about this one. Because when we're talking about actual battles, like wide open battles for a certain spot, I mentioned in the opening segment, Kendrick Green versus Kevin Dotson. That's not going to be something that excites the general public. It will be something that excites people who listen to a show called Daily Shot of Steelers. But then A battle isn't really what you asked about. You asked which position will be under the microscope. And for that, I'm going to go to wide receiver because they can be so good and they can also be so not good. They can be a big, big part of the solution. They can be an equally big part of the problem. And as such, especially early in camp, when so much of what you can evaluate fairly, even outside game settings, 
is at wide receiver because of the 7-on-7, the 11-on-11 drills. Ball goes up in the air. There's only a couple of people who can come down with it. And those situations, with all due respect to all the other trappings that come with an actual game, are pretty close to a simulation of the real thing. I would love, for example, to see George Pickens rise up. This would actually be my ideal scenario out of anything that happens at camp. Because Pickens rising up mitigates the concerns that you'd have about Chase Claypool. It mitigates the concerns you'd have about Deontay Johnson making it through the whole season performing consistently. And really, it opens things up for just everybody. All the underneath routes come open because Pickens is going downfield and making big things happen. Well, great. Let's see Calvin Austin work it underneath. Let's see what Miles Boykin can do escaping from the Baltimore offense. There are a lot of different scenarios, most of them really interesting, as to how this wide receiver group can shake out. And it's not, I don't think, as set as a lot of people seem to think. That's not to suggest Deontay's going to have to fight for his starting job. He's got that. And Claypool's going to get his shot to show that he is what he seems to think he is. Great. Wonderful. Go out and do it. This, this is something to watch, Dina, and it's going to be a lot of fun, maybe as much fun as anything that happens in Latrobe. I appreciate the question. I appreciate everyone listening to Daily Shot of Steelers. We'll do another one of these tomorrow, which will be the exact one-week point away from reporting day. 